You're listening to Cross the Line 1524, the common man's podcast. But I came here for just one drink. It's Cross the Line 1524. Join us at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy with a glass of bourbon, table 12, as the guys sit around and discuss distilleries, common day events, or whatever comes to the bar top. That's right. Cross the line, 1524. All right, we're here at the Rusted Nail. Speakeasy, a little speakeasy that's hidden in the backwoods of Franklin County, Indiana. And I'm Alan Stanger with... Dwayne Bischoff. We're the 15 side. Mike Gardner. Scotty Bourbon. 24 side there you go so you see that? yeah the lights dim yeah i'm <laughs> seeing all these here here's what's wild these are all in the same circuit but only this one dim this time it's um benjamin thank you for joining us tonight benjamin's here for christmas <laughs> all right. he wants to celebrate too. so we're here with the cross the line christmas and new year's eve get together uh unfortunately mr montag is under the weather and as is mrs montag so they're not here so the word's not here, but we got a jolly old crew here tonight. Yes, we do. So we got done doing uh, first doing a, a uh, bourbon tasting, whiskey tasting, and then we got done with uh, like a twenty-seven potato chip bonanza. <laughs> item potato chip tasting, which there just so our listeners know, there are some bad potato chips out there. there. Are. Oh my goodness, two of them taste like soap. <laughs> or what was the rosemary and something? Uh, I don't know what it rosemary was. and feta. Yeah, yeah. See feta, you know, it sounds like a goat cheese or something. Cheese. I love well, cheese. Feta, feta smells like feet. Yeah, you know. So why would you put exactly. that on a chip? I guess the rosemary is supposed to cover up. That's the feta. what. That's what it is. That's what it is. It tasted bad. So we're here. It's New Year's Eve, so we're doing a Christmas party and New Year's Eve party at one time. And having a good time. So yes, we are. how was everybody's Christmas? We'll start with Dwayne. Good Christmas? Christmas was great, yes. Awesome, awesome. Did Dodie match the extraordinary gift that you oh, gave yeah. her? Yeah. Actually, I'd say yes. And all and, right. Uh, Expa- right. Expand a little more yeah. then. Well, if you can't say that's okay. No, we can say actually you're gonna <laughs> actually you're gonna get to hear it. Well, I can tell you that was like now, that's well. <laughs> Actually, you'll get to hear it. Uh, we don't want to hear about any limp bacon. <laughs> That's just Scotty. <laughs> Scotty has the limp bacon. No, I don't like limp bacon. <laughs> but no, actually, Dodie uh, got me a song. So she wow. had a song produced oh, that's for awesome. me. She wrote the lyrics for it. So really? I get Christmas, Christmas there. We're opening presents up, and she hands me this little box, and I open this up, and I see this little... Thing. Flash it's drive, a, no, she's, it's a little, it's a speaker. But at the first, I'm oh. like, it's this little black round thing. I'm like, what the hell is this? So I'm like, do I open this? So I try to open it. I'm like, well, I don't want to break it. So I flip it around. I'm like, this is a speaker. I said, honey, what do you got a speaker for? So she reaches down, flips it on, and then she's like, hold on a minute. And she gets her phone out, though, and then hits the song. So we have it here tonight, so oh, she can play oh, it. Great. We brought my speaker if you want to hit play it. But she wrote the lyrics for it, and I guess there's cool. a company you get it to, and then they make yeah. a song out of it. So it was really cool. I've seen those on Facebook advertising, do a song for your spouse. So that's pretty cool. And now that you'll is. see it a whole lot since we're talking about it. Now exactly. <laughs> 
Yeah, so the Something. reason I see it so much is I do music stuff. And right. It, I mean, 20 of my feeds use that. It's amazing. Whatever you're doing, that's what your feeds end up right. with on. That's what your algorithm So like. even last night, we said something last night as we were leaving to go to third place. And, and I'm looking at my phone, and right away, it po- that yeah. pops up. It's like, this is crazy. It's almost instant that this stuff is. It used to be it was like a delay, but now it's literally – yeah the next time you turn your phone on whatever you were talking about or looking at is there so so mike how about you how was your christmas i haven't had christmas you haven't had christmas yet you had to work for a year well you know that was okay because i i had to go get some (laughs) you went to see him i went to get some uh mary was making christmas margaritas oh she says you know what you, you know, we have all here. kind of bourbon yeah, here. but no tequila. Well, we had tequila here, too. We got a shelf because I got friends. My, my cousin's married to Bonfilio, who's from Mexico. So we got tons of tequila. What we didn't have is the orange-flavored stuff. So we had so to go get some sec. Grand Marnier. So I, I get oh. there, and Mike's there working, and he didn't know it was me. So I walk in. He goes, can I help you? He's in the back. And, I'm like, <laughs> and then he sees me. I said, I need some Grand Marnier. He goes, we look and he goes well i don't see it up there well here there was a gift box turned sideways <laughs> so we got grand monnier with two glasses two fluted glasses actually it's pretty nice so mary made some christmas margaritas which were nice. mighty tasty in fact did you guys finish them off tonight no they're still not hitting on them over there i think yeah so if anybody's looking for any of the podcast folks they'll be sleeping here tonight <laughs> <laughs> Well, Scotty Bourbon, how was your Christmas? It was good. Very good. Good. Christmas Eve, we had Bloody Marys. I, I may post on our Facebook page the picture of you in front <laughs> oh, of the no. fireplace. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> People were p- posting pictures of their dog laying in front of the fireplace. <laughs> so it starts off with some barefoot dog in front of the fireplace. <laughs> well, she started off. The, so it started off with me. So um, I, I, it's been crazy this fall and winter. So. This is the first time, I mean, I prop my feet up and and watch TV for a couple of days. And so we have dachshunds. we got two dachshunds. So the short-haired one loves wherever it's warm. So I look down. He's sound asleep in front of the pellet stove. So I take a picture, you know, <laughs> put it on uh, a group text. Or was it Facebook? No, it was a group text. Facebook. Facebook. It was, it was Facebook. Facebook. Oh, well, maybe so, both. It, it was on group text, yeah, too. So yeah, I know. So the, a bunch of people on Facebook. I, so I, I got friends. I got dachshunds <laughs> to it. And he realized it. So Scotty, I get a picture of Scotty's. First, it was his dog in front of the fireplace. Yeah, Bev posted that one, the dog. <laughs> so the next picture I get, and that one was a te- the next one was a text message, I think. It was Scotty laid in front of the fireplace. <laughs> exactly the same way the dog was. Yeah. <laughs> So that one's going to come back to haunt you. Uh-oh. <laughs> I thought the flamingo was haunting me. Oh, that, that's your, that's your uh, icon, man, <laughs> holding the flamingo. So we had a good Christmas here. We did it on the Monday after Christmas because uh, my son Josh and his wife went up to Napanee, Indiana. So on Christmas Day, actually, uh, we grabbed my mom and dad, and we, were, and we did seafood. Uh, for years, I did seafood on Christmas Day. It was just something different. Uh, and then I met Mary. And she does prime rib on for the Christmas Ooh. meal, standing prime rib. So, so it worked we, we out did good. That also, I did. I got to do Christmas both. Eve. I got to do on Christmas Day. We just we did the seafood, and then day after Christmas, which was a holiday for everybody, we did the standing prime rib, which is. Yeah, oh. yeah I'm the same way with that. So, and my mom, 
my mom's like Dwayne and Dodie. That meat's got to be brown. I'm like, no. Mom? No. Um, so she actually, hers was a little pink. We gave red. her the very end. The, so, the butt. The yeah. butt end, and there was still pink in it, and she ate it. So it was good. It was good. We had a great, you know, for listeners that aren't from our area, we were blessed with the minus 30 wind chills. Yeah. Uh, so I actually went to Florida on Wednesday before Christmas to take a look at the damage to my mom and dad's property in fort myers which was i knew it was going to be in was substantial and then did you know i i put on facebook fort myers beach was which was horrible it's gone uh, it's gone a lot of it yeah uh, so then we flew back on thursday and that's when the storm was coming in so all the flights we get to the airport i i got to the airport early it was i didn't have anything else to do you know we're flying back and so i get the airport it's three hours ahead of the flight where we get there and all the flights except ours is in red because it's everything coming from the west well ours ours was coming from cincinnati they go that flight from cincinnati to cape or puna gorda they just go back and forth oh so you were that you were lucky that way yeah so we were still on uh it lands we get on the plane and and it's going fast too they're trying to get it so the pilot says, look, it's going to be rough. We just flew down. It's going to be rough. And we're going to get there about 9 o'clock, 9.30. So I got the first time in my life, got to witness a flight attendant fly during a flight. <laughs> we hit turbulence, and, and I always sat on the aisle, and I watched her come up off the ground. Didn't hit the ceiling, but came up off the ground. Oh, wow. So that's how much we dropped, and then came down, and then she laid on the ground for about a minute. And, you know, it was one of those deals. Everybody's screaming. I didn't think a whole lot about it because uh, I've flown a lot. You know, you've heard right, the big happens. Bubba's yeah. experience. <laughs> well, my brother's flown more than me, and has done a lot of overseas. His wife's uh, family's from Japan, so he's done tons of flying over there and back and forth. I didn't think much of it till I looked at him, and he was gripping the seat in Uh-oh. front of him with both Uh-oh. hands. <laughs> and so we get done with it. I'm like, was that bad? He goes, there's only one flight I had worse than that. He said, we were flying back from Japan, and we must have dropped 10,000 feet. And and, wow, and those planes are big that yeah, fly over there, right. bigger than the plane we had. He said it was so bad that everybody already had their drinks and cocktails. That's a long flight. So the drinks and everything went up to the ceiling, hit oh, the ceiling. Shit. And then oh, wow. for the next half hour, all dripping, dripping back down. down. Oh, my gosh. He said that was the worst one. <laughs> That's just miserable. Yeah. He said uh, this one was the second worst. And we had teenage girls. Uh, Balling a bit. Yeah, they yeah. were. They were. They all wanted to sit by themselves. Well, their mom ended up coming back and sitting with them. <laughs> oh my goodness! I mean, it. I mean, it was uh, a little hairy, I guess. We had we had a flight a long time ago. We were the first flight out of Dayton flying to Mexico, and the pilot's like, "Yeah, we don't know what it's going to be this morning. We're the first flight out." Yeah, you never want to be the first flight out. We hit some, and I'm kind of the same. I watched the the flight attendant stewardess, whatever. I watched them to see how bad it is and if i should be worried well we kind of hit the same thing but it just felt like we just fell and hit the floor i mean it was just a bam and the whole plane just shook and they were just bringing drinks around so nobody really had anything yet and i was just watching her and her face went blank and she held onto the seat in the cart and then the cart quickly disappeared and i was like oh crap this ain't good yeah (laughs) and for the next hour we just got the crap beat out of us yeah so we landed about 9 30 
and it was 29 degrees when we landed. By the time I got home, it was 11 degrees. So for most people, if you don't know, it's about 50 minutes from the airport to my house. Well, it was three hours from the airport to my house. It got nasty. Yes. Uh, 275, which is the interstate, was the worst part of the trip, um, quite honestly. The Ohio section was the worst. Kentucky was okay. Ohio was real bad. Once it got on to 74, uh, you know, into Indiana, got better. The state road was the best road I traveled. I got on 52, and it was like – Maybe you should have got off at Lawrenceburg probably and come up one. Well, I was afraid to come up one. Yeah, but you never know. Yeah, the yeah, hill. Yeah. All right. So then the next morning, I mean, we had minus 30 windshield. What was it, minus 3 or something? No, it was 8. It minus was 8? 8 below. Minus 8 below? 11 when I woke up in the morning. Yeah. yeah. I had 8. Was it was, uh, I mean, we had the pellet stove on high in the living room. Uh, what I was afraid of is the store in Metamore. So I'd put, there's there's heat tape on the, the way the, the water comes in, it's in the very back that isn't part of the heated area right so i, I put there. there was heat tape on our uh, turned on and i bought a little heater to put back there but man when it was a minus 30 windshield i'm thinking it's going to be frozen yeah. so i ventured down and it wasn't so it was yeah i got we hit. i went down on saturday christmas eve because we we actually opened christmas eve and amazingly we had folks down there so it was um opened up but man it was so cold on on that friday I, me going to the chicken house, my nose froze shut. And right. I know you fed cattle. <laughs> well, I was just I was standing out with a heat gun, and my waters froze. Well, Saturday or Friday, what the heck? It hit, hit Thursday night, and I had put a bunch of round bales in the field for them to kind of hunker behind and to be able to knock out and lay in. And I got one little baby calf, which was a, kind of a surprise. I was worried about it. Well, I went out Friday morning early, found it laying in one of the hay bales. So it was the smartest one. It crawled up in one and was just kind of laying there, so it was fine. <laughs> But they all for fine, and then all day Friday, they kind of just stayed in that area. They never came out of that area until Saturday, and then I saw the first path out, so I go checking the cattle waters where everything's froze up. So I'm over there with a heat gun trying to thaw. I got an automatic uh, Richie, if anybody knows, a Richie cattle water. It's, yep. There's no heat in it, but it stays thawed out because of earth. Well, when you get eight below and the cows ain't drinking, it freezes. So it froze up, so I had to thaw it out five times before it finally stayed it's a lot of work oh, yeah. so exactly. i saw the coolest thing today um they put a tro- a fishing trolling motor on a 12 volt battery so you get a long cycle 12 volt and they were just exchanging the battery every six hours and put it on a in a water in a water to keep, water to keep moving, them from moving, moving. Yeah. yeah well i usually I, I mean on really really cold days i had a tank heater that i would just plug in well the i got it thawed out because i forgot to plug it in so I plugged it in, and I'm like, oh, I'm good now. You know, it's it's in there. It'll keep it warm. So I go back out the next day to check it, and it's froze again. I'm like, are you flipping kidding me? Well, the heater went bad. Well, now it's Christmas. Nobody's open. So I'm not going to find nothing until, you know, day after Christmas. Luckily, I found a place open Monday. Of course, then it's already starting to warm up, but I'm ready for the next time. <laughs> Plug my heater in, and it'll be all right. There you go. There you we, go. We've got a uh, one-acre pond. Uh, we have two ducks. And I always worry about them because we live in the middle of nowhere <laughs> in the woods. <laughs> and uh, I'm always worried about predators getting the ducks. So I take this uh, sump pump and I'm hanging it from a five-gallon jug and run it. Pretty much when it's cold, it keeps the area thawed out for the ducks to <laughs> swim. <on>. Right. <laughs> but uh, 
I, I hate to see any animal suffer, so right. I take care of them pretty well. I have even have a Facebook page called This This Duck's Life <laughs> that my wife created a video of our ducks and shit. Right. Well, I said uh, the um, my pond Friday morning was smoking because it hadn't froze over here. I got there's three springs in my pond, so it doesn't freeze very often. It and when it not, does, yeah. it takes a long time to freeze. Well, Friday morning when it after it hit. I looked out the window and there's just smoke rolling off of it. I'm like, holy cow, it's cold outside. I didn't open the door yet. Then I opened the door and I'm like, oh, wow. You know, though by Friday afternoon, it had kind of started to crust over. And I had a friend who wanted to go ice fishing. I told him, I said, ah, this isn't ice fishing over here yet. I mean, it's it just froze over today. So I don't think it's no. but a but yeah. a couple inches Not maybe in Indiana, yeah. no no and it, and so we went from that to 60 yeah. degrees yeah this past friday <laughs> yeah i mean that's that's how crazy in seven days and then next week and we're back down to the teens so. right yeah a you six, think you think people have been sick now give it a week yeah yeah that's a 60 degree swing yeah crazy crazy so i want to give us so we, we we've been getting here lately uh, a lot of uh, emails and texts and so I want to give a shout out. I'm going to read an email. It says, "Hey guys, I almost wrecked my car while listening to your this week's podcast." <laughs> uh oh. I'm a huge. So do, do we need a disclaimer now? <laughs> no, 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 no. We're good here. So I'm a huge fan. Listening to your podcast helps me out more than you know. I miss my home so much. I don't get to Brookville as much as I'd like. In 2022, I only got home twice. My parents, whom Alan met, are both from Brookville as are their parents and it goes on to say that i know her uncle rob who is a small world is a mason and actually mary knew rob before i did and and actually we have friends that know rob so it's a small world um i say all that because she says you can mention my name on air her name is jamie race cook so that's that's the the that that came down from illinois her parents came down and bought jerky that's cool that's cool um I would love to have a drink with y'all sometime at the Rusty Nail and talk about spooky subjects. <laughs> Take care and much love to all of you this holiday season. So, uh, Jamie, and I told her this, uh, she messaged through uh, our, our webpage as well, so I messaged her back there as well. And I told her, hey, whenever you're in town, let us know. Even if it's a weeknight, we'll set it up. Yeah. You're on a podcast. Yeah. So, right. Well, Merry Christmas, uh, Jamie. Yeah, yep. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. It's, Merry uh, Christmas. It's great to hear stuff like that. So Carrick left us a couple messages. Um, you know, we've got a great fan base out there, listener base. And, uh, you know, it's the end of the year, so it's time to reflect a little bit. And I personally want to thank all of them. It's crazy. Uh, all the people we reach and uh, the people that listen. Um, we're in 50-some countries now, which is just mind-boggling to me. Besides all the states in the United States. Right, it's just, right. It boggles my mind that people in other countries listen to us as well. So, you know, look, we're, we're in the, the sticks in Indiana. Yeah. It's that common man. It's it common. is. It is. It is. It's, it's a good thing. Common so. man podcast. That's what well, I think. The, like. I like to think of, we have such a wide variety. I mean, you get – there are – I mean, if you want – there's true crime. You got all the different podcasts that focus just on one thing. Ours is – 
Lord knows what we're going to talk about. So, <laughs> and it changes during the podcast. It could change. Yeah, the subject. Amish to ghosts. In the same podcast, know. and yeah. Greensburg, Indiana restrooms at Walmart are on one side. Uh, it's all good, man. It's all good stuff. But yeah, we appreciate everybody letting us know, and anybody else listen, look, give us a ring. Yeah, or, I love know. getting listener messages either on Facebook or on our uh, email. An email is podcast at. There's Benjamin again. Cross the line, fifteen twenty four dot com. Yeah, Benjamin. Thank God, Ruben's not here. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to talk a little bit more about Benjamin when we come back. We're going to take a short break so we can hear from our commercial sponsors. One of them is uh, Batesville Liquor Co. And we need to fill up. We'll be right back. It's time to talk about one of our favorite sponsors, Batesville Liquor Co. in Batesville, Indiana. They've got whatever you need for your fall warm-up drinks. That's right. Whether you're looking for a ready-to-drink cocktail, a mixer for your cocktails, a fine bourbon, a vodka, a rum, a gin, whatever you need, they have. Some of the things they've got there now, of course, you heard our podcast several weeks ago with Wally Dant. Uh, So all the Monks Road products are there, which is awesome, as well as their new Tennessee whiskey, Rattle and Snap. Go get you some. The official premium cocktail of the Cincinnati Bengals, Canvas. They've got it. It's a ready-to-drink cocktail, uh, raspberry lemonade, cucumber jalapeno, bourbon lemon spice, and bourbon mule. It comes in a variety pack, all four of those flavors. Grab you some, sit down on a Sunday, and watch the Bengals. And back in from Crown Royal, they have their salted caramel Crown Royal whiskey. You know, you need a little crown every now and then. It's time to start prepping for the holidays as well. They got McAfee's Benchmark, old number eight brand, eggnog. That's right, get your eggnog on. And if you're into Smirnoff, they have the Red, White, and Merry Smirnoff Ice Holiday Punch. That's a good way to spike the punch bowl. Batesville Liquor Co. in Batesville, Indiana, and Tebby Liquor in Brookville, Indiana. Batesville Liquor Co. is located at 315 Shopping Village in Batesville, Indiana. And Tebby Liquor is on Main Street in Brookville, Indiana. Tell them the Cross the Line 1524 crew sent you. Cheers. Well, if you're looking to learn more about the bourbon country, in probably the most unorthodox way you've ever heard it, you need to listen to Two Shots on a Barrel podcast. You can join the Bow Brothers, a couple of longtime goofy radio DJs from Kentucky, and learn more about what makes the heart of bourbon country so famous. You can listen to the Bow Brothers as they look to interview experts in the bourbon industry and other things that are truly unique to Central Kentucky, like wineries, craft breweries, caves, kayaking, you name it. It's Two Shots on a Barrel podcast with the Bow Brothers. You can find it on all of the major podcast platforms. Two Shots on a Barrel. You can learn more about Kentucky only the way the Bow Brothers can bring it on Two Shots on a Barrel podcast. Gilman Home Centers with 15 locations and growing, and it's the fall of the year. That's right. You may need some leaf rakes or maybe leaf bags. Or maybe it's time to split that pile of wood and you need to rent a log splitter because, you know what, the winters are coming. Are you a hunter? Gilman Home Centers also offers 
hunting licenses, along with fishing licenses. That's right, Gilman's Home Centers, your one-stop shop for all your home improvement needs. So we're back here with Cross the Line 1524. And you know what I forgot to ask everybody? <laughs> we know what you've been doing. Is what you've been drinking. Dwayne, what you got in your glass? Uh, Ten High Pepsi, my, my, my go-to. Mike? I'm drinking some Chimay beer. Hold some on. What? Chimay? Chimay. I've never heard of it. Is that like from France? Until like five minutes ago. From Belgium. Belgium. Belgium beer. Oh, yeah. Something different. Mm-hmm. Scotty Bourbon? Uh, Scotty Bourbon? Horse soldier. Don't let us down, yeah. Horse soldier. So, With uh, Coke. So, in fact, we got... Here in a couple of weeks, we may have some some announcement about the horse soldier, but we'll wait till then. <laughs> Nothing said. Yeah, so I'm, I'm drinking I'm some um, a barrel pick from uh, Yellowstone from Limestone Branch Distillery. It happens to have the Cross the Line 1524 logo on it. So hey, 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 uh, there's a, be some barrel pick right there. Uh, we did some tastings earlier tonight, and. Um, we had some Dickel 12 in that test, tasting. We had some Long Branch, eight-year-old, and we had an um, up-and-coming brand. So some people liked the up-and-coming brand. Some people didn't, but that was batch number one. Well, and that's why there's so many bourbons. They're all different Exactly, tastes. exactly. So what's what I will say is that that up-and-coming's not a sourced bourbon. There you go. There you go. So... Speaking of Long Branch, so is there something going on with Matthew McConaughey separating from Long Branch? There was a big thing I saw. I should have done some research on that. I've heard that. Yeah. But I don't know the whole story. Yeah, so I'll do some research for our next podcast on that. Um, so I wanted to talk a little bit about Benjamin. So he's been, he's been here. He's been tonight. here and been active. And, and not just Benjamin, but uh, we have a spirit at the shop as well. Wow, oh, are you serious? Yeah. So, I haven't heard about this. Yeah, so, and it's very active. So we have uh, Tina, who has her crystals, and Ember right. Lighthouse there with us. Um, she's an empath, so that makes it even a little more freakier. Right. Um, I mean, we have, uh, so when we were working there ourselves, so me and Levi did a lot of work there getting ready. So we heard all kind of stuff, but we just chalked it up. Well, enter my wife, who is a skeptic with all this kind of stuff. And she spent a day down there by herself. Uh-oh. I get there that night, and she goes, Do not leave There is stuff myself. going on here. <laughs> <laughs> so when, when she says that, you know, it, I've, I've always had feelings when there's stuff going on. So our, you know, we still had to deal with Benjamin and the lights. And, well, down here, you guys saw it tonight. We've got lights that go on and off. They're all in the same circuit. So it's not a... You know, an HVAC unit coming on it's not, outside it's or not something. Big Bubba's wiring. It's not Big Bubba's <laughs> wiring. Um, so it's there is uh, Metamore is a very old town. So there are um, well, there's a lot of stories and a lot of um, deaths and yeah. some hard life yeah. been through that town. So you know, you're bound to have some spirits. Any any old town, I mean, it's just it's part of it. Yeah. So. What's cool is the uh, the state is building a new water mill for the grist yeah, water that's really wheel for cool. the grist I saw mill. A picture of yeah, online. yeah. So I shared that. Um, for those that don't know, they're still grinding grain at the grist mill, but they're using an electric motor because the uh, old wood water wheel was oh, just rotted. Was rotted. So they have a new one that's going to be installed this spring. Uh, so that is 
freaking awesome as far as I'm concerned. It is. I can remember that as a kid because my dad, we've talked about it, my dad used to set up down there during canal days long time ago and you go down there and watch, you know, they the mill would be running then, just go, you'd watch the mill outside turn and go inside and you could still see, you know, it's yeah. still functioning as a, a working water wheel grist mill. I mean, so it was really cool. I mean, that's history, history in action. Yeah, and we're going to push, even today, there were people down there today from there was a, a, one group there from metamora illinois they came down just to check the place out because they're That's from cool. metamora yeah i mean today most places aren't open we were open uh the train place and words and images were open we the, weren't <laughs> yeah the gem mine was open and i grant granny's cookies which is always open uh but it's amazing i th- I, I think things have turned a corner back they're to, they're making it come it's back. Com- yep. making a comeback so guy there's and i'm gonna you, you'll see you're not gonna see as much advertisement for the sap bucket but there i'm gonna spend a lot of money on advertisement not here outside our bubble uh, to bring people to metamora to right. me that's the important thing everybody in the town knows what's in the town you gotta advertise outside that bubble uh, and bring folks in. So a lot of that has to do with the railroad as well. So I'm, uh, I'm, we've got some happening things going to happen with the railroad. They actually, it was cool. They came down just to walk in our shop and see, because I was like, man, you need to get more, more trips going on. And they're all for that. The more, the merrier. So speaking of Metamore, everybody hears about us doing old man's breakfast. <laughs> Really? We're going to bring this up? We are. We are. Because I, I want to give not, a shout out. We're not really old. but We're, we're not old. But, but yeah. you know, we're when you go there. buy a McDonald's, you'll see a group of old guys. I don't care where you live. You go buy McDonald's yeah. at 7 o'clock on a Saturday morning. And actually, you'll see them during the week at 7 o'clock. But the rest of us are going to work because yeah. we're not quite that old yet. Yeah. But you'll see the group of old guys sitting there drinking their coffee, talking. So several years ago, Tony Roberts started it. We started, hey, I'll pick you up. Let's do breakfast. So that evolved to Old Man's Breakfast, which is now a minimum of six people and is up to 13 or 14 yeah, guys on the- every every Saturday morning at 7. So we for a long time when we talked about it, we went to the VFW in Brookville. They no longer do breakfast. Uh, they don't have a, a chef there, cook there. So we went another place, and that didn't work out. So we ended up at a place called Have a Bite Diner in Metamore, Indiana. And I got to tell you, first of all, awesome breakfast. Oh, good. It is. Just awesome breakfast. Uh, secondly, the folks that own that are just the most personable people in the world. Yeah, just a, you feel you know, like family owned. You feel yeah, like you're in your awesome. house. It's a mother and daughter. <laughs> yeah, several and, daughters. Several. Yeah. And, three, and, three and the big thing is they put up with us. Yeah, they, well, they 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 go they give, it back. they give it back. <laughs> and maybe even start a little bit of it. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm definitely. I'm just gonna say, if you're in the uh, around where we're from, and those listeners who to know us know where we're we're in Franklin County, Indiana, give have a bite a diner a try. They do breakfast and lunch. They don't do uh, late dinners. I think they close at three or something. Um, in summer it's like six or seven. Yeah, uh, seven. So I think close we're gonna seven, get together yeah. with them and do a podcast yeah. and yeah. and get them involved. Uh, but They're it's super nice people. Super nice oh, people. Gosh. But I mean, real home cook. I mean, like I love potatoes. 
and uh, you know home fried i mean or potato fried potatoes these are real fried potatoes it isn't hash browns out of a bag this is like your grandma would have made you on a on a sun you know a weekend morning for breakfast just delicious and affordable and more oh. importantly, we learned the difference today between <laughs> over easy, over easy, over medium, <laughs> and well snotty done. eggs. I can't, I can't well done, easy, easy, Scotty, <laughs> <laughs> and limp bacon, <laughs> which none of us are a fan of. <laughs> I like the crispy bacon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it was a great time. So, uh, a shout out to a couple guys that listen to us that aren't ever on the podcast, uh, Nick. Shout out to Nick. Yep, Nick. Uh, we got Nick actually on a text stream. So he's got a flip phone, but he can do text messages. Did, did you see he replied today? Yeah. Today. He's he got replied. pictures on there. Yeah, on but yeah. Flip phone. you can't see them, but they're there. <laughs> yeah, they're only like a quarter inch tall. But <laughs> Don't take anything, anything small. You'll never see it. He'll never see it. Oh, and then a shout out to Little Chief, who is an avid listener. Um, uh, thoughts and prayers to his wife who's going yeah. through some health yes. issues. Please. Um, uh, he hadn't been to the Have a Bite until today. Oh, yeah. This was his first. This is his virgin experience. Yeah. So it was a great time. Super nice. Uh, and of course, Tony, who who uh, is when he gets a permission slip to come out. <laughs> <laughs> and Tony moved the dryer back away yeah. from the wall. Now move away from the wall. An inch. An inch. <laughs> uh, so, but it, it's great. So, you know, it's a couple more minutes to get there. It's seven miles from Brookville. But, I mean, I'm going to start telling people, hey, you want a breakfast? Oh, it's good. Because right now that's the only place you can go besides a fast food place. And, and it's good. I mean, it's, it's very good, good food. I mean, for, for less than you would pay in McDonald's for something, you get a meal. Oh, oh. No comparison. No comparison. comparison. Well, I had a Western. I'll tell you, mine, mine was a Western omelet, wheat toast, and a side order of potatoes, and I just drink a water, and it was like under ten bucks or right at ten bucks. It would have been eight dollars, but you use three bottles of ketchup. Well, they do charge for ketchup. No, I'm just kidding. There's nothing wrong with hey, that. Hey, yeah, Scotty's my man. Me and Scotty are together right. down there, the Ketchup Brothers. <laughs> We just got to sit on the same end of the table always, so right. we don't have to pass Keep it. it between us. That's right. Oh, it's I tell you good. what, uh, Have a Bite has great fried chicken. Oh, really? I have you heard that. Try that yeah. in the evening. Yeah. Oh my God, it's good. That might have to be a weekend. Or yeah, or then. Sunday after church. After yeah, they don't do They're night. Packed. Oh, okay, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, they don't do late night. They do evenings in the summer, but. Uh, in the winter, they have. Yeah, they hours, know their market there, and that's they what do, they do. Right. Yep. And that's kind of what it's about, you know. Your market and go from there. And man, table twelve, they got all kind. Look, there's my God, gifts got, going on. Yeah, they got. They've been doing that for like two hours. I know. <laughs> what, what and we're hell? over here just drinking. <laughs> we're just drinking. We got our gifts. A gift yeah. in every drink. You know who paid for all those gifts. <laughs> you know what? Thinking about that, Dwayne, I got a special gift for you. Uh oh. So oh, I've held out on this, and there's a. Oh shit! I'll go ahead and give this to you, and then I'll tell you the story after you open it up. But. Oh God. <laughs> Is it a song? Did you write me a song? I wrote you a song, Clay. Oh, awesome. It's called I Love Ketchup. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) So my first question is, did your kids get you what you've been asking for at Christmas? Alan, did you hook me up? Oh, Alan, hook me up. I was just thinking of you the other day. We were out shopping. So what Dwayne has in his hand, so our listeners can't see, I didn't put anything in uh, that's it. That's fine. Is a turbo uh, lighter for cigars. With the 
with the, kidding. With, with the, the plug cutter yeah. in it. So that, did you get that from Bill's? Uh, no, no, I, Billy Smith. I did no? not. Oh, okay. I did He's not. Got those. So I'm an avid cigar smoker. I don't uh-huh. even know that, but Dwayne and I are yeah, big yeah, cigar yeah, smokers. So. Yeah. For the last two years, he goes, I keep telling my kids to give me one of those lighters like you've got. <laughs> I even gave them the name and everything this last year. That's still. And then all I hear is, you never tell us anything. <laughs> well, thank you, Alan. So just so you know, you would have got one from your kids this year. In fact, somebody oh. got in touch with me, and I said, well, I've already got one for him. <laughs> so, so, so somebody said, hey, can you tell me where you get those that lighter that you've got? Dwayne, Dwayne wants one like that. The kids want to get him one. I was like, well, I've got one here for him already. <laughs> I was just going to give Dodie crap the other day after Christmas. I was like, don't give her, don't, don't give her crap. Well, She's I, the one that, that messes okay. me. Okay. Because I got after Christmas is over. I was, first thing I, after everything's done, the next day I'm thinking, I still ain't got that dang lighter. <laughs> Two years now I've asked for that lighter. I haven't bought one, you know, because I get yelled at. So, well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, that's yeah. nice. So it's uh, 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 you will light. You won't have any trouble lighting cigars no, with that. No. So, so I didn't realize Bill had those down there at the Village Smith. So uh, actually, I think they're uh, pipe lighters. Pipe lighters. Yeah, he's got a lot of pipe and his own mm. special blend of tobacco. That's, is uh, that what I smell down there? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's three doors that, down. That's, oh. that's the wacky stuff you're thinking about. <laughs> oh, it's all good. So he, he's got a nice shop down there as well. Oh, yeah. It's, I love it. So We, we did try to do our uh, Christmas shopping in Metamora. We went there, and uh, Katrina has a shop in Metamora. Yes. And... The other place we went to, I don't know if you've heard of it or not. But oh, called, I know where this is going. It's, it's called the Sap Bucket. <laughs> <laughs> we, we got a few things from there, too. And uh, the uh, Tina back there. Yeah, yeah. We, we bought a few things from her. Yeah, so we're going to have, you know, and we're going to continue this. So we're going to be closed for the month of January while we restock. We're going to open back up in February. And every week we're going to introduce a new product. So I, I, all year long, that. that's yeah. part of what we're doing. That's great. Um, and uh, we're going to introduce some products from folks that maybe used to have shops in Metamore that are still making products, maybe doing them online and stuff. And they came and said, hey, would you be interested? And I'm like, absolutely. So uh, we want to promote anybody we can locally. Of course, we've got honey from our local Bischoff, Bischoff Sunrise, Sunrise Farms, and uh, maybe we'll get some stuff from. I heard that there's this place, Benevolent Sun Botanicals or something. Yeah, uh, and then actually, I, I don't want to drop names at the moment, but we're going to have some candles that are made in town, um, which is pretty cool. Um, I mean, I think it's really cool to to see a shop that has oh, we local want, made real stuff. Yeah, I mean, so, I'll spend more. Just for that purpose, just because there's meaning behind it, you know, and there's somebody's so, craftsmanship. In yeah, it. so we have a classmate, Joe Barnhorst, who does. Yeah, I saw some of his stuff. So I met him today. We're going to have a whole bunch of stuff from him at the dance. He brought him and his wife came down. He goes, This is what I got. Anything you want there? I'm like, Yeah, that, 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 and that. So, you know, anything that's handcrafted that's the same. How do I say this? A lot of the handcrafted stuff is better quality than you get. Oh, yeah. In fact, we were looking at some ornaments that are there 
uh, that we buy from a major supplier. And he's like, man, I think I can make that. The problem is getting the right price point on right. stuff. Because some people don't appreciate the handmade. Some people appreciate the fact that somebody sat down and handmade this. Some people just look at the price tag. Want the $1.99. Right. Yeah. So um, we want to be able to cover both those markets. We right. want the handcrafted stuff. We want, um, you know, stuff that's that's a little uh, lower at price point. And we're going to have all – you guys could be shocked, all the stuff we're going to put in there this year. We're expanding – uh, and this month, we're, oh, the shop goes back a lot farther than what you guys saw. You may not realize that. So we're going to blow that back wall out farther. And there, there's, then there's going to be something else in the back of the store. <laughs> I my, heard about it. My wife calls it the speakeasy annex. <laughs> and when she goes, this would be, this is how this goes down. In my head, I'm thinking... Oh, we can do a little yeah. speakies here. She comes in and goes, hey, this will be a good place for a speakeasy annex. I'm like, bingo. <laughs> so that's uh, we're going to be working on that. You've been whispering that to her in her ear every night? I yeah, well, she's sleeping. Her. Well, she says I. I yeah. <laughs> well, you Get got him out of here. <laughs> No, 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 no. There's a back room, but it's not that kind of back room. <laughs> oh, goodness, goodness. So, I mean, it's been a great uh, – I appreciate all the folks I've met down there, and it's just going to get better. Uh, and it's funny because Smelly came up to me last night and goes, Hey, you, I want, love Smelly. you want music back there? I'll do music. And I, cool. and I said, Well, you know, I was thinking about doing music. And he goes, Oh, I forgot you did music. I said, Yeah, but I got to run a cash register. <laughs> <laughs> so that's one of the things eventually I want to do. I mean, I want to make there's an eight foot patio area that's 100 feet long. I want to make that concrete. You know, I got the means to do that, good obviously. Uh, so it's you know a couple guys yeah i know a couple yeah. guys yeah. <laughs> so that'll happen um and quite honestly that'll probably end up being covered oh nice so that'll double the yeah so it's one step at a time or at least a third more yeah and i'll be space. able to bump out and um i have some other aspirations which include kettle corn during events there outside kettle corn you know we do our gourmet popcorn um and what was great to see people come back. I mean, we were open for four weeks during the Christmas walk. People came back week two to buy more jerky because they got week one. Then came back week three to buy more and week four to buy more. So it's been a great uh, avenue for our own home products as well. So You have probably the best product on, on jerky, the bacon, maple bacon, beef jerky. Oh, my. That's crack. It's bacon. It's, it's pork. Yeah. Pork. <laughs> pork jerky. I know. But, I, oh my God, it's good. That's jerky crack. Yeah, <laughs> and I and exactly. I hate. I don't want to make this a commercial, but that's okay. Uh, our jerky, uh, it, I'll, I'll put it up against line. anybody. It's not that hard, chewy stuff. And then some people like the hard because I've got complaints yeah. before that mine's yeah. soft it's, and it's not hard the hard on, chewy. It's hard that's, on your teeth. That other stuff. Well, I know. I mean, I want to keep all my teeth except for the one I got to get pulled. But uh, yeah, I want the uh, our beef is from jerky is from the tenderloin uh, from the brisket and it's, it's you can a, tell it's it's good different stuff, stuff. Yeah. So. so we're going to expand our popcorn line probably do a couple more flavors of popcorn um that's so like crazy as well the kettle so, corn 
Uh, and, and more flavor popcorns as well. So we're out of several flavors. We've got 10 flavors now. We're out of about three of them. Um, and we had plenty of stock. So there's definitely a market there. Uh, I'm going to, the food court was just amazing. You know, we did hot dogs. This is how this goes down. So I'm like, start with the hot dog roll or with hot dogs. Then I put Mets on there. Then I put cheeseburger rollers. So it's a cheeseburger in the form of a hot dog. <laughs> and then one day I'm in a store and I look up and there's a box of corn dogs. I'm like, those are good. I had one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I wonder if those are sell because I could put those on a roller. So, I, man, the corn dogs, they went out the door as quick as I put them on. But what I learned is on a roller, you can't put the corn dogs end to end because the stick on the corn dog will roll down and hit the other one and peel the corn the cornmeal off what of the dog. Of so you got to put them head to head. I mean, it's important stuff like that. You got to learn. It's high tech stuff. It's high tech, high tech. So. Tell us about that guy that dropped one on the floor. Hot <laughs> <laughs> dog. So, so, so it's late at night on I think it's a Saturday night. So Montag's in there as well. The word was in there. So I look over at the word, and he's laughing. And I thought he saw the same thing I, as I did, but I found out he did something different. So what I saw was a guy, he takes the tongs, gets a hot dog, goes to put it in his bun, and drops it on the floor. Now, this is a Friday or Saturday night. There's been about literally a 1,000 people through that store. He picks that up and puts it back in his bun and puts <laughs> mustard and ketchup on it. So I'm thinking, oh, my God, because there's been so many people standing right there. Oh, yeah. So I look at Montag. He's kind of right behind him. So between Mon- so Montag's behind him, right behind Montag is our bulk candy thing. So Montag, the word, he's there lap busting a gut. So I'm thinking he saw the guy do the same thing I did. Come to find out, he had stole a piece of candy from the candy line. <laughs> Oh, and thought, yeah? I saw him put that in his mouth. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so that's why he I was didn't laughing. Hear that part. Yeah. So this guy drops a hot dog. You know, poor guy, he could have got another hot dog. But he put that sucker back he on. Hey, the there's, vi- there's vinegar and stuff in mustard, so it'll kill any bacteria. Yeah. It's all good. So, yeah, we, that uh, snack bar, it's, that was happening. We couldn't make, there was one night, we, we couldn't do, as fast as we got pretzels out, there, there was. It's the longest minute and 30 seconds. Wait, wait till you get that nacho machine. Yeah, that I know. Well, we were nacho. doing nachos, but we didn't have the machine. Yeah, so. just wait. Yeah. yeah. You, you can't believe how many yeah. nachos we've sold down. Yeah, so it's. I may have to get your other hot dog roller, too. <laughs> no, mm-hmm. I'm not giving that up. The carousel. Yeah. <laughs> hot dog carousel. Hot oh, dog man. carousel. You're in the big time, then. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, actually, we're gonna do uh, we're gonna do ribs, snack ribs. Yes, are we you are. serious? Yes, I, we I are. I told you, you should open a restaurant. Well, no, we're we not had, going that we far. We had some ribs tonight, and oh my god, they're yeah. great. They are delicious. Yeah. yeah, they are. Yeah, just serve ribs and taters. Nothing else. No, no taters. These are ribs. They're in a basket. It's a snack bar. It's not a restaurant. They're so, not Mick ribs, are they? No. <laughs> So I gotta Are tell you. So they came yeah. out. They came out with the McRib again. So I thought oh, I'm gonna drive through McDonald's to get one. I forgot how god awful those things yeah. are. <laughs> but they made their sale again, though. <laughs> oh god, they're horrible. My life, wife loves those for some reason. Oh but she loves goodness. me too. So yeah, <laughs> we figured either we figured either one out. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. It's what all the good. Hell? <laughs> 
So we were out last night. We listened to Cat uh, Campbell and uh, the Chuck, Chuck Brisbane. Brisbane Trio, which was awesome. While I was there, so I'm in. We're in Brookville, Indiana. I'm in line for the, to get some pizza, and I look back and I see a kid sitting at a table with a Denver Broncos jersey on. It's got Russell Wilson on the back. So it doesn't take me long to figure out that's SJ, our 12 year old football phenom. Is <laughs> oh, that yeah, the bar that, that did the uh, yeah. podcast with you? Yeah. yeah. And he's been doing, well, every week he sends us something. So Does he? Coming up next is SJ's NFL Update. We're coming to you live from the Cross the Line 1524 Studios with SJ's. Enjoy. This is 12-year-old football analyst SJ, and this week in the NFL, big, big star announcing his retirement, J.J. Watt. Uh, after the birth of his newborn son, he's planning to retire and spend a little bit more time with his family. And it's, it's been a great career for him. I think he has a 111 and a half career sacks. Uh, Should have won MVP in like, I think it was 2014. He definitely deserved it. He had like 20 and a half sacks. Definitely deserved it then. Didn't win it because MVP is a quarterback's award. That really needs to change. Like Derrick Henry could have won it when he rushed for 2,000 yards. Cooper Cup could have won it when he got the triple crown. Definitely both deserved it. But uh, aside from that, J.J. Watt had a phenomenal career. We'll be finishing out these last two games. I think that's a really smart decision by him. Just, just has a newborn son now. He has had injury problems the last, honestly, his whole career. He's been suffering with injuries. Uh, money's not really a problem with him since he's a superstar. Uh, smart move to retire by him. Uh, other news. Derek Carr has been benched. Uh, the Raiders want him to to stay on their bench because I believe they don't want him to they don't want to risk injuries so that his trade value goes through the roof uh, during the off season. And they're they're out of the playoffs. They're not going to make the playoffs. And if Derek Carr gets injured in those last two games, they're not going to get anything for him. And if they move for Derek, if they move Derek Carr, I don't know how much he's going to be worth uh, right now. Fully healthy, maybe, maybe a first if they'd really have to uh, swindle another team to get a first for for the player the level of Derek Carr. He has just not been hitting this year with Devontae Adams, which is weird because he was good the last few years with no weapons. Give him Devontae Adams, and he's worse. It's it's weird, but uh. Definitely, definitely a possibility for them to trade him this offseason. A lot of moves, I think, will be happening this offseason. Tom Brady will want out of Tampa Bay. He could get to numerous amount of places, the Raiders being one. I could see him going to Miami if they want to move on from Tua. Honestly, I, I could see Tua retiring. I think it wouldn't be a dumb decision for him to retire. He's had, I think, three concussions in this one NFL season. That's insane. He's going to be messed because insanely messed up by the end of his career if the NFL or the Dolphins don't do something about it. 
The Dolphins' doctors have got to be the worst in the league. This keeps Anatua out there when he's obviously concussed. They've done it three times in a row. And that's just a problem. You can't even blame him. He threw three interceptions against the Packers, throwing one in the late game, trying to lead a clutch drive. You can't blame him. He was proud. He was seeing. He was seeing twenty-two men on the field. He didn't know he who he was throwing to. He was obviously had a concussion. Uh, NFL definitely needs to do something about that. There's no reason why a player should be out there getting three concussions a game or three concussions in a season. The Miami Dolphins need to do something about their doctors being incompetent. But uh, right now where it stands, Tua could honestly retire, and uh, I'd be, I'd be, there'd be no outrage. So Tom Brady could go there, could go to the Raiders. I could see the Jets, but I think they're trying to move towards maybe a Lamar Jackson-type player who will be a free agency this year. Lamar Jackson could go to the Jets. I've seen some talk about him going to the Seahawks. Not not a bad decision, I'd say, from them. Uh, they have the cap space. Geno Smith has sort of declined uh, at the midseason mark. I mean, it seems like that happens for every Seattle quarterback. Look like their MVPs for the first half of the season fall off. The second half miss the playoffs. That's what, that's what they did almost every year with Russ. Maybe not miss the playoffs, but he definitely declined that second half of the season. Uh, but Gino, Gino, I think he'd be a serviceable starter for next year. But if the Seahawks could get someone like Lamar Jackson, that would be a complete game changer. And uh, I think they should definitely at least try it to make an offer for him. If they can't get him, then that's too bad. But if they can get Lamar Jackson and the draft pick up someone like Will Anderson or Jalen Carter, that will be huge. The Seahawks are definitely going to be top contenders next year because they're going to have a phenomenal draft. Uh, they'll probably have a mid, middle of the first round pick, but they also got that Broncos pick because of that trade with Russell, Wil- with Russell Wilson. So they'll uh, probably have the second or third pick in the draft. Uh, so really stole that from the Broncos, fleeced them in that trade. Um, but they could get either Jalen Carter if the Bears decide they want Will Anderson, or they could get Will Anderson, who is one of the greatest defensive prospects I've ever seen. He looks phenomenal. If the Bears pass on him and grab Jalen Carter, or if they grab an offensive tackle, I think the Bears' offensive line is pretty, pretty uh, underrated. Justin Fields is a lot of time to drop back, but the receivers just aren't getting open, and that's why Fields takes a lot of sacks because he's just sitting there waiting for a receiver to get open, and they just they just can't do it. That's why he doesn't have many passing yards on the year. He just has to scramble out and do what he can, and. uh Sometimes when he lacks, he's only in his second year. Sometimes he'll lack the awareness to do that, and sacks just get get allowed. So I don't think it's really the line's fault. They're giving him like three and a half to four seconds every play, and the receivers just won't get open. The Bears need a good receiver, and they, they're in the position. If they want to trade down, they could definitely grab an elite-level receiver this year, like a Jackson. I really, I'm really high on Jackson Smith the Jibba. I do not know why he fell so far down the draft board, but I think he's going to be great in this league. Jordan Addison, I really like those USC receivers. Uh, you got... You got Drake London, who had a very, who's had a very solid start to his career. A lot of people are counting him out, but he's just not had good enough quarterback play. 
Marcus Mariota has not performed at a level that I think the Falcons expected of him. Desmond Ritter, I think, has been been better than Marcus Mariota in the time he's played, but uh, still not phenomenal enough for Drake London to really to really ball out. And I think that's the case for most of the Falcons receivers. Uh, Kyle Pitts, who you could classify Kyle Pitts as a receiver. He plays a lot of time in the slot receiver role. And uh, Russell Gage, he, uh, oh, crap. When he was on the Falcons uh, last year, Matt Ryan could not deliver the ball. It feels like for the last few years, uh, Falcons receivers have just just been, it's just been not fair to them with the, uh, Either if it's a lack of offensive line, a lack of quarterback play, really uh, underrated receivers are starting to pop up on the Falcons. They're starting to ball out, even though they don't have a good enough quarterback to throw them the football consistently. You got Michael Pittman, who is uh, from USC. He's had a very, very solid start to his career, although having uh, two different quarterbacks to play with Phillip Rivers and uh, Matt Ryan, definitely not favorable. Phillip Rivers, was he was all right when he played with the Colts. He was serviceable, but Matt Ryan has been abysmal. Has some play with uh, Sam Ellinger, so I guess that's three quarterbacks he's had to play with. But uh, he's had an amazing start to his career. I think he could blossom into an NFL star wide receiver, maybe top 20 range. I don't really see him ever getting into that top 10, but top 20 definitely. Uh, aside from that, you could have... You could have a numerous amount of places for Lamar Jackson and Tom Brady to go. They could really go anywhere. But uh, uh, I think that the quarterback market will drastically be shaken up uh, at the time of the offseason. And so a lot of trades could happen. This could this definitely be a wild NFL offseason. Ravens spent a lot of money re-signing Roquan Smith. Uh, don't know if they have enough money to bring back Lamar. Don't know if Lamar wants to come back. Lamar has not been as good as that 2019 season he had. I think a lot of it is to blame on the Ravens. They haven't been giving him enough wide receiver help. Their line has been falling apart ever since Lamar's first year. Ronnie Stanley's good, but no one else can really support that offensive line. Marshall Yonda, great offensive lineman, but he was already getting older when Lamar Jackson came into the league, retired after his, I think, second year, maybe third year. So their line has just been devastating ever since then. Aside from that, I, w- I want to talk about the Pro Bowl. The Pro Bowl is a joke. Like, some of the people, like, Tyler Huntley is not a pro bowler. Tyler Huntley is a backup for the Ravens. I don't really get the Tyler Huntley hype. Tyler Huntley has not proven himself to be a starter yet in this league. And I don't don't know if he ever will. He showed a lot of potential, but I don't think he's ever backed it up. He's never backed up people calling him the best backup in the league, which I don't think he is. But, uh... Tyler Huntley has not been good this year for the Ravens. I don't know how, in what world, he's a Pro Bowl reserve. The Pro Bowl cannot be taken seriously at all anymore. The voting there is crazy. Kirk Cousins, like I get, NFC quarterbacks have not been good this year. But there's no reason Kirk Cousins should have been a Pro Bowler this year. They missed out on J.C. Horn. I think J.C. Horn is the best cornerback in the league right now. 
very, very underrated. Really missed the mark on him. Missed the mark on a lot of players. They put in TJ Watt, who's been injured half the year. He's a phenomenal player, but he was out for half the year. There's no reason he deserved to get in over his teammate Alex Highsmith, who's had a very, very good year, despite not getting talked about enough and being overlooked for most of his career. He's been having a phenomenal year, and uh, there's no reason for him to not have gotten in over his teammate TJ Watt. Also, it's a crime that Austin Eckler hasn't gone in. He has had a phenomenal year receiving and running. He's had, I think he's second in the NFL in total touchdowns. I still believe uh, Jamal Williams leads in touchdowns, not just for fantasy, which is what Austin Eckler has been looked at for most of his career as a fantasy merchant. He has had a phenomenal year NFL-wise, too. And... I feel like, like, I think the running backs that made it over him deserved it more than him. They're better than him. But it's a crime that he hasn't been in a Pro Bowl yet. He's just gotten really unlucky. And by the end of his career, career you're going to look at a lot of, uh, like, me, a lot of the media looks at Pro Bowl voting seriously. Like, if you, how many Pro Bowls, how many Pro Bowls you made dictates if you're a good player or not, which is not true. What really dictates how good of a player you are is all pros. If you made an all pro team, that signifies if you if you were really that stud or not. Not pro bowl. Pro bowl should not be taken seriously, especially now that that's a it's a seven on seven flag football game. In no way, shape, or form should it be taken seriously anymore. That's my take on the pro bowl. Moving on, I got to talk about this Bengals defense. The Bengals defense has been phenomenal and really overlooked this whole year. Trey Hendrickson, he's a dog. DJ Reader, he's a dog. Uh, Cam Taylor Britt, he hasn't played much this year, but he's a dog. Not, not that good, like, uh, covering receivers, but he, he lays the boom. If you catch the ball on Cam Taylor Britt, you're not getting more than a yard or two after the catch, and that's just the type of player he is. I can see him getting moved to maybe like a – uh, a strong safety position or even an outside linebacker. I think he fits the mold of that much better than a corner. But right now, he's been a dog. Uh, Sam Hubbard in the run game, he's been a dog. Their whole defense is filled with dogs. Jesse Bates, who will be a free agent this year. They used the franchise tag on him last year. Uh, he has had a bit of a down year these last two years. And I, th- I think he's a bit becoming underrated because the amount of people are hating on him. But it's just a, it's a, it's a down year. You kind of got to expect it from a guy who's been performing at such a high level his whole career. But I still think he's a very elite safety. And the Bengals should definitely try to resign him. But if he just doesn't want anything to do with the Bengals, uh, he's going, I think he can move on to, uh, to uh, I think he wants to stay with a contender. Maybe someone like... Minnesota Vikings can make an offer for him, or maybe Kansas City Chiefs if Patrick Mahomes is willing to take a pay cut, which I think I think he'd be able to. Uh, I think Andy Andy Reid and that Chiefs GM uh, is, are great at making cap room work, and I think they could wiggle around the cap room enough to get Jesse Bates to be on that team. And if Jesse Bates joins the Chiefs, they are legitimate. I think I could consider the Chiefs as a dynasty. The Chiefs have been good since 2018. No no breaks, no down years. Possibly could make the Super Bowl this year. I got the Bills over them. The Bills have been there for 
for two, two years in a row, I think they lost the Chiefs in the AFC Championship. That's not going to happen again. The Bills, I, I still got the Bills, Chiefs, AFC Championship. I think that's going to start a really, uh, a lot of cultural uh, elements in the Bills and Chiefs uh, culture. Starting a rivalry between those two teams is going to be a fun fun thing to watch. But I think I got the Bills uh, taking over this year, uh, taking out the Chiefs in the playoffs, moving on to the Super Bowl. But I could see anything happening. But that's that's my take on the NFL this week. That's all I got. You've been listening to Cross the Line 1524. With all the guys, whether we're at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy or out on the road, you know we always have a great time. Hey, check out our webpage at www.crossthelinefifteen24.com. We're also on Facebook and Twitter. Check out Podcast 1524 on Twitter and Cross the Line 15 slash 24 on Facebook.